We Cannot Change God's Plan by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor God has had a plan for the restoration of humanity throughout the ages. He is now making this plan apparent to the world through vessels that are willing and obedient to allow Him to take the reins and live through them. People, for the most part, go through life concerned only with things they personally care about, choosing all options to enhance their own lifestyle. All of a sudden, a sometimes very unfamiliar door of opportunity opens, and God kind of nudges them through. He makes gentle suggestions to try whatever it is He needs them to do, but then He will back off as it must become their will to change their personal plans and ideas to do His bidding. The reward is they will always be successful if they make the correct choice because it is really God's Spirit in them performing the task. How can we be sure what we are doing is God? For one thing, when we hear ourselves saying, I, too much, it is quite certain He is not leading the conversation. If we hear ourselves explain how we created something or started something, taking credit for our own success, then no, that's not God either, and in the end, it will not succeed. If it is not God, it will just become a waste of effort and dead works. Are we perhaps upset and frustrated that the Lord does not use us more? We may be truly called, but understand the Lord will only choose those He can manifest His plans through. Are we so busy trying to build our little empire that there is no time for us to help Him build His? Could this be why many are called, but few are chosen? All things are created by Him and for Him, and we cannot take over His job, change His plan, or steal His glory. This is exactly what Satan tried to do, be like God. The devil actually believed his own lie. You can be like God. Remember how the face cloth was found folded and laid aside, separate from the other grave clothes, when Christ's grave was searched? Another definition of face cloth is sweat cloth. In other words, Jesus has already accomplished everything. It is finished, as he said on the cross. So when we are used by the Lord, it is to simply manifest to this earth what has already been achieved. In other words, He expects us to rest from our efforts to make or force things to happen. He will train a vessel, hone its skill, and use it when He is ready. We are His workmanship and to be used in His timing. If we push, not wanting to wait for God to open the door, then we get confused as to who holds the reins, forget who created us, and pride enters in at any little success we may have. Now, with pride guiding our life, other attitudes develop, other desires into our mind. It suddenly becomes necessary for those we love to be impressed with us. We even want them to be like us and make our lifestyle the desired thing in their lives, rather than allowing God to create what He wants the vessel prepared to do. We become the creator, the superstar. We make them our workmanship. We become God. No folding of the face cloth for us. We are busy making things happen. 
At this point, we really do not see the need to be shaped and molded by God either, as we can depend on our own intellect and self-training. Our egos are temporarily fulfilled, but all will eventually fail, because, guess what? We are not God. We are not able to create on our own, just counterfeit like one that fell before us, who has become an enemy of God. Did you know God wants to use us as much as most of us want to be used? God will gladly put the talent He created in us to work and even live through us to teach others. But at the same time, we must allow Him to lead. We are not even to choose or select the vessels we will teach. God will point them out to us, and if they are obedient to hear, they will succeed because it is really God through us that is training them. If they become successful, does the vessel God worked through get the glory? No, of course not. Just honor for being obedient themselves and taking the time to allow Him to work through them on the other's behalf. Side note, from the student's perspective, being thankful for their teacher's sacrifice of time where they are concerned and being appreciative of the vessel that God created to help them is actually commanded by God. Again, in our hearts, we are also very grateful to God for allowing us to benefit from a tool or vessel He has personally trained to help us and others. So why do we experience so much failure in our lives? because we tend to take over and do things our way. But again, the fact is, if God didn't do it or something was not a part of His plan, why bother? As stated previously, all man's works are dead and will soon burn. Only God's work, His plan, will remain in the new earth. More importantly, only those that choose Him and live their lives through His knowledge will survive. We must therefore help all creation to turn their eyes, hearts, and minds to Jesus, the tree of life. Teachers, be content to be one little leaf on that tree and know your origin and where your ability comes from. The all-powerful, ever-present, eternal God. Students, see Him in those He uses to teach. Don't ever scoff the teacher. Choose knowledge and then give knowledge to others from the tree of life. Let me reiterate, you cannot be God in your own life and succeed, nor can we be God in the lives of others. We will fail them miserably. If we could speak with Eve, I'm sure she would back this statement. Body members are encouraged in Scripture to seek God's covering and advice through those chosen and appointed as leaders. Leaders, on the other hand, must make sure it is a part of God's plan for them to be one in charge. And even if they are positive they are, they must make very sure He holds the reins. If He is not in control, even though He created them to manifest Himself as head of the church through, they will not be chosen for service. Why? Because they chose their own intellect and bought the devil's lie. You can operate without God or apart from Him. You can be like Him. Men and women that dedicate their lives to the Lord 
allowing Him to function through them, putting no time restriction or selfish desires ahead of what the Lord wants to do, are the true examples of God's family and are the chosen men and women of God. People that are proud of who they are, self-made people that make plans and make them happen, are part of the world's heroes and champions, a part of the body of Antichrist and trained by the tree of good and evil. There is one hero, one champion. His name is Jesus. And those that follow his dream will be the signs and wonders, the vessels he will use. They will be the anointed ones the world will be possessed by, governed by, taught by, protected by, healed by, delivered by, provided for, and loved by. How does all this come about? Christ's Spirit, with His anointing and knowledge, honestly lives through them to produce the fruit the world must have to be nourished back to perfection. Here is a little key. To be one God uses, especially in areas where we reproduce ourselves into others, there must first be a sacrifice of the knowledge we have acquired from the tree of good and evil since birth. Then there must be a sacrifice of our agendas and dreams if they do not coincide with his. There is even a sacrifice of our immediate family at times when we are needed by the Lord to minister to his greater family. There certainly must be a sacrifice of the pleasures of the world so we can learn and teach others to enjoy and build kingdom activities, develop a taste for godly recreation and godly conversation with kingdom people. In short, there must be a sacrifice of our life so he can live his through us. But in doing so, every beautiful promise the Lord has ever made to man will one day be ours. He knows much better than we do what will really bring excitement, peace, joy, and fulfillment into our lives. He is our creator. We just think we know what would make us happy using the limited knowledge we've been afforded through being connected to the wrong tree through our carnal birth. How unknowledgeable we really are. We have been cheated and robbed of the mind of Christ by our original parents. Adam and Eve, and our inheritance has been taken from us through the actions of past ancestors, but the scriptures promise the last will be first. Those born through the last Adam will be in his image. He is the life force within them because they have become a part of the blood sacrifice of Christ through the circumcision of their hearts and have entered into the covenant of God. As God was in Christ, so he is in us. Therefore, we will not be fooled or cheated, nor can we be killed, sold out to the world, or made unsuccessful by the enemy. We are a part of the Lord's sacrifice, purified of Adam's blood, vessels filled with his blood, and therefore his life, gold pots, vessels of silver and gold, to be used by the kingdom to feed and serve others. We must come as a free will offering, truly sacrificing ourselves at baptism to be resurrected into his life and made a part of his lifestyle and dream for humanity, his plan. If we have really sacrificed our lives into his death at baptism, then get ready for some good news. 
It's the third day in the morning. What does this mean? Let me explain. From the birth of Jesus until the year 2000 is two days. Remember, 1,000 years is as a day with the Lord. As this is the year 2010, we are in the early part or morning of the third day. As Lazarus was called to come forth from the grave on the third day, so will we be changed in a twinkling of an eye from the state of death in the Lord to be eternally resurrected to renewed life in Him. Mankind is about to begin a new cycle, a new age of the church. The faithful that are dead in Christ, resting from their own works to be a part of His body, to perform His works, will now be made alive, called to come forth as His bride, to live with Him forever. Can we see it? Do we grasp it? Have we sacrificed ourselves to be it? It's happening, as promised. Here comes the bride. In closing, Scripture tells us Jesus holds the keys of David, keys that open doors no man can close and close doors no man can open. When he opens the doors of opportunity to us, will we willingly walk through as he gently nudges? Or will we be so aggressively pursuing our own endeavors that we miss the whole opportunity and, worse yet, miss his touch, miss eternity? We must seriously consider these things, as there is no way we can ever change God's plan. Psalm chapter 33, verses 10 and 11. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of His heart to all generations.